Actually, I was going to do some work this weekend, but uh, but uh, my boss explicitly told me over I am this weekend. Do not work this weekend because I don't because you're supposed to enjoy your weekends. Ah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's a little bit different than the whole you know just sort of like take advantage of the fact that people want to work, you know. Well, and also that you're super um like you can get. What is that word? You you're always in communication, so you can say, well, you know, just one thing. Sadly, I looked into looked into my long box, and my and my copy of the Wonder Woman George Perez run is gone. Aww. So I've been having to deal with Comicsology, nickel and diming me. Well, <laughs> I did I didn't do that. Because uh... I I. I... I looked into comicsology because a friend of mine was like, "We, well, I think I mentioned this to y'all. Uh, no, wait, I mentioned this on uh, Webcom Speaking, that uh, comicsology is like, you don't get any money from it, so I tend to just avoid it because I'm like, no, no one makes any money off it. The only reason to go there is like, well, the way we're going to use it is is for advertising. Just like put the first chapter up, then just say... If you want the rest, come to Montrose's Selling. Because I looked into it, they take like half, and then if it gets sold through the uh, iOS uh, version, then Apple takes 30%. And then if you're like on the Amazon store, you get some percentage. Take. It's like you are left with nothing at the end of the day, so I just avoid that. I'm just go for the old school way of getting comics. Yes. Yeah. Well, not the old, old school, but the old school. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I read, I read that whole run in, like, four hours. So, and then last night was just watching cartoons. Christmas cartoons. Yay. Yay. <laughs> like now, Family Circus Christmas. Oh, God. <coughs> I only watched a couple. Aww. Uh, I watched He-Man and She-Ra, and I watched the, the Garfield one. Oh, I remember the Garfield Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, um, I used to have that book, actually. I did, too. Yeah. Um, and let's see, what else? Okay, so I watched The Family Circus Christmas, I watched The He-Man Christmas, and then I watched the Bell Telephone System Spirit of Christmas from 1959, where they refer to themselves as the telephone company during the whole thing. The telephone company would like to wish you, um, happy holidays to one and all. And remember, the fine service the Bell Telephone System provides for everyone in the United States of America. I watched like <laughs> the first half of that. <laughs> that that was that was great. That was wonderful. It so, was something. Uh, yeah, I, I liked it because it just reminds me like how creepy the fifties and sixties are. Because like we've been watching commercials from like those two time periods, and the fifties is like. Just straight up, like, good old-fashioned American, uh, you know, authoritarianism. And then the 60s is just fucking crazy-ass shit. It's scary. So what's going to be the main topic? Just low-hanging fruit in general, or are we going to go after one thing specifically, guys? Well, I think we can talk about, like, how everyone wants their own Christmas special and how they want it to be the Peanuts Christmas special so bad and how they follow the formula, because they do. Yeah, like, there's I'd, a I'd, song. Yeah, it's. I'm I'm trying to, 
I mean, it's 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 like it's it's, it's also you know I'm gonna save some of this for the show, but it's also like, you know I said the, this about music as well that you know there hasn't been like a real Christmas song for like 40 years. That's well, unless you that's count Mariah Carey. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. I think part of it is is it's the same thing that like they showed a graph of well I can talk about this on the show about how they showed a graph showing how the number of like new properties has sort of dropped since the beginning of the 20th century. Like as far as like, there's just not as much like Christmas songs or even books being published. It just seems like, well, it's basically just copyright keeps you from, from doing stuff. Like Rudolph is owned Santa Claus. If Coke wanted to, they could claim Santa Claus. Um, since they designed the modern Santa Claus within the copyright uh, window. So that might be part of it, is that there's no way to build off of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's anyway, true. we can talk about it in the show. Yes, we can. Yep. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh. I hope I'm not getting that cold that's going around. Every little child is out of school now because it's summer. Uh-huh. So you go out and it's just children everywhere. And germs. Yes, and they're touching everything and snotty-nosed. And, of course, it's flu season in the northern hemisphere, so it's making its way down to the southern hemisphere. So it's odd getting flu during the summer, but, yeah. One thing I find, uh, you know, just to briefly touch again, and, Neil, I know you're not a big, heavy comic reader, but if you could ever get access to the George Perez uh Wonder Woman run. You should read it because it's. I can get it to you. Because it it really is the best interpretation of this character ever. Uh, yeah, it's not hard to get, honestly, if you know where to look. Because that's the only way I'm going to get it, unless I can buy it in like paper form, which I don't think I can, unless I go on eBay. Yeah, it's yeah. it's just really really worth it because it's. Oh yeah, because here, here's here's the Wonder Woman that that refuses to do the secret identity thing because she says, "Well, why will I lie? Why would I lie? Yeah. <laughs> why don't I just well, wear this like, all the time?" Yeah, like why would I do that? <laughs> well, why actually, would I change she did, out of this. <laughs> well, actually, she did try to argue that. Mm, yeah, but it, I did. I enjoyed that run because it it was sort of like. This is how a female superhero should be written. This is how, and also it really focuses on her whole thing. Her thing is truth. And how does she win the day? With truth. It's great. And then somehow everyone forgot that again. Oh, well. And the big thing is she didn't really have a love interest in the whole run. You know, that's the big thing. (laughs) Well, there's like the closest thing is probably Superman. I mean, but. But that was a one issue. Yeah, and we don't really get to see it in the run. It's action. It's drama. It's comedy. It's Desean, the superhero webcomic. Desean has superhero antics and sexy girls. Catch updates weekly at Desean.com and NoSuperPants.com. Hello, welcome again to Animation Aficionados. Uh, tonight we'll be talking about the low-hanging Christmas fruit off the Christmas tree. That is oh. more holiday specials. Uh, you, of course, know my co-host, TV's Mr. Neil. Don't call me Doc Boy. And with us is our favorite guest, Kitty Hawk. I, I don't know what's coming over me. 
But I have to save the children! Won't somebody think of the children. Uh, So, the low-hanging Christmas fruit. Uh, This is uh, where we're going to talk about some of the worst Christmas uh, and holiday specials that uh, came out in the name of the the winter equinox. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yes. Uh, Fun fact, the original Christmas trees for the pagan winter solstice uh, had bull testicles hanging off of it, not oh, lovely. sparkly ornaments. Well, that makes sense. You know, we're, yeah. we're trying to do something that'll get the attention of the uh, the light god. Yes. Bull testicles will do that. Yes. Anyways, <laughs> the uh, uh, let's talk about some of our uh, favorites here, like uh, favorites. Uh, one of my favorite targets here is the He-Man She-Ra Christmas special. Uh, This is one of the funniest things to me because it uh, established, well, it reestablishes several (laughs) facts in the He-Man lore, which just shows how much crack they were doing in filmation. Like the fact that He-Man's, you know, Prince Adam's mother is a human astronaut that somehow got stranded on Eternia and she was talking about she, this is apparently the first time in like like 20 years she mentioned to her her husband King Randor oh we had this thing called Christmas back on earth and he says so I decree we will celebrate Christmas on Eternia he loves his wife yeah yeah uh i watched that last night and it actually it's not it's not one of the worst i've seen i've seen worse like yeah. blue, i watched I watched Glow Friends, um, like oh. Glow Friends Save Christmas oh, last night as well. And the Skeletor moments in the He-Man She-Ra Christmas special make it worth it. The, no, I, I must carry the puppy because we'll go faster. Like Skeletor starts to fall in love with the Man-Sheen puppy. He's taking care of some kids in the snow. I mean, those moments right there just made the entire thing for me because it's just like it's Skeletor with two children and a puppy. See, when the universe has that much of a heel turn face, it offsets some energy that years later swung back and made the Hulkster turn heel. God. Uh, uh, just... But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but it, yeah, just, it, was, it, it, it was it was funny watching Skeletor. Watching his heart slowly warm up to the kids, he's like, "I don't know what's coming over me." All they did was to have like a little, a little Chuck Jones esque heart monitor go over his chest and show his heart grow threefold. I think I would have lost it if that had happened. But when he <laughs> smiles, it's worth it. It's it's like Arr! he's like really happy. Ah, oh, it's great. And of course, once again, Shira is better than her brother. Yes. Like, yeah, like, oh, Adam, you suck. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I forgot about that. He does smile, and I love it where there's, like, there's, like, a moment where, like, where they're, like, uh, oh, Skeletor, you saved us. And he's, like, yes, yes, I guess I did. And then he does the head shake. He's, like, no, 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 I'm evil, evil. <laughs> uh, we, we do fun things on Christmas, like fights. No, not like fights, but fights are fun. <laughs> I like fights. <laughs> Yeah, I like fights. <laughs> it's great. I mean, I'm and then Orko acting like a total ass. Like, I know what Christmas is. And it's, of course, funny because it's Lou Shimer as Orko. So he's like, 
what is this Jesus? And then they cut away. Like, let's not even go through that shit. Or like, what's Santa Claus? Cut away. Because yeah, fuck that. We're not explaining that again. I love how they just kind of glossed over the whole baby. I don't even think they mentioned it. No, it was, they didn't. They just was, said, let me tell you the story. And then they cut away. Yeah, and it, the rest of it was just all presents and Santa Claus and, and Yuletide and all that. Yeah, <laughs> well, like, because, yes. well, because it's a, it's a, Lusheimer is not a Christian and yeah. this is obviously to sell toys. And that's why I loved it because every single toy was in this. Yeah. Except for and, like the really early ones. There was no Beast Man. There yes. was no Trap Jaw. But, but it was like all the, like, I think, it was all the later He Man toys. Like I, I, I don't even remember. I didn't even recognize all the all the Skeletor minions in this. I was just like, who are these characters? I think these were the new ones, and that was why this was... Because, like, I think this was, like, later in the run of He-Man, but, like, She-Ra was, like, in full swing. Because uh, Peek-a-Blue was in there, and I remember... Peek-a-Blue was my favorite. And I remember when I watched this as a child, going, Oh, there's Peek-a-Blue! You know? But there was no... There was no... Uh, what's his name? Was there from uh, uh, Hordak? Hordak wasn't in here, was he? Oh yeah, Hordak, oh, yeah. Hordak, Hordak, Hordak was in here. Yeah, he was a and major then, part like, of the show. Yeah, Hordak. All I remember is Skeletor turning good and and uh, and Orko being taught the meaning of Christmas. Those are the only memories I have of this episode. Because no, Hordak, Hordak was a major antagonist against Skeletor. Yeah, they were like trained under Horde Prime or something. Horde Prime's like this shadowy robot with mist around him, and he's like, this Christmas spirit is going to bring too much good to Eternia. We need to stop it. Yeah, he was threatened by the the Christmas spirit. Yep. You know, and Uh, this is is about where I was, I'm happy that there was never a Transformers Christmas special because I'm I'm afraid that they would have gone down the pipe of the Christmas spirit is what refills the Matrix, and that just would, that would have gone too far. No, what what, what would have happened that... if there was a Transformers Christmas special deal was Optimus Prime would have been wearing a, a Santa hat and would have helped Santa deliver toys using his trailer. No, <sighs> let's be honest here. Honestly, the Transformers holiday special will be about Hanukkah. Optimus Prime? He's Jewish? We have to be honest with ourselves here. It would be teaching us, like, about the, you know, the oil lasted eight days. Awesome. And you'll have Dreidletron? Yeah. Well, or, like, one of them, yeah, one of them transforms into a dreidel. Sure, why not? Let's, let's, let's cheapen the holiday. Uh, yeah, so, this was, this was fun. It's not one of the worst I've sat through. Like, I sat through Goldfriend's Save Christmas, where it has, like, Santa has, like, pointy ears. I don't know, maybe he's an elf. Um, and my eyes glossed over during that one. At least during the He-Man She-Ra one, I was at least amused occasionally. The Goldfriend's one is just pure, like, we have to save everyone, blah, blah, blah. And then here's a Cruella de Vil lookalike who has a moose voiced by uh, Lorenzo Music. Oh. Yeah. Lorenzo. Always a little, always a little sentimental for Lorenzo Music. I know, and that's why I was like, oh, that's sad he's doing this. But, well, you know. There are other Christmas stinkers out there, though. It's, uh, oh, man, of- oh, man, the best one, the best one of all time. Star Wars Holiday Special, oh, even though it's only got a little God. animation in it. But it's, it's some it's, of the best uh, 
Nil Vana animation ever. Yeah. It is. It honestly is. Like, you watch it, it's really badass, and then you have to watch the rest of the special, which is fun for its own own part, which is B. Arthur sings a song. Come Carrie on. Fisher sings a song. Oh, God. Well, it's Carrie like... Fisher sings a song while she's high on coke. <laughs> every part of that, every other, every part of that show, except for that cartoon, is just wrong in some way. I mean, they, yeah. Jefferson Starship is in that, but there's no Gray yep. Slick. <laughs> like, so was, what, so what's was the really point? Ju- well, well, was it really Jefferson Starship at that point? Because remember, you told me that depending on the members, no, it was Jennifer. It was Jefferson Starship. It is listed as Jefferson Starship. Okay. on the credits. Okay. Um, and of course, uh, Life Day, Life Day. Yeah. And itchy and lumpy and all the Wookies. And the grandpa Wookie watching porn on the on the virtual reality. Oh, it's great. And then and then Mark Hamill has just recently had his motorcycle crash, so you can tell that he is on painkillers, and he is yeah. just loopy as hell. And and then you have and then you have Harrison Ford walk into the onto the Wookiee set, and instantly he went from in character to phoning it in. Yeah, he's watch like, his yep. face. He's like, anyone got yep. a phone? I gotta deliver this performance. Yeah, he's like, okay, here we go. And then uh, who is playing the uh, the traitor? Oh yeah, Art Carney is the as Trader Son Don. Oh my God. Oh. Yeah, I I I I remember watching this like we got a bootleg copy um at a convention. All copies and, are bootleg. Yeah, I know all copies are bootleg, but this was like in the early two thousands, and I remember watching this and going. Why is this not shown every year? Actually, this there's a funny story. There's a funny story about that because one. Uh, one that, like, the National Film Institute did a survey of the 10 most uh, influential Christmas specials ever, and they were yeah. going to show them in a the theater. And there was a huge writing campaign for the Star Wars Holiday Special, and it won, like, number four. Yeah. And they actually did, like, show the bootleg on a projector wow. in the theater. Yep. As they well, they should. This should be watched by everyone. Everyone needs to see this to just see, like, no, see, Star Wars was always about merchandise, and it's always, and it was, this was a, and this is part of that, like, in, in the 70s and 80s, like, everyone wanted a Christmas special, so this is just part of that bandwagon. Like, the Family Circus Christmas special, which I watched, which, yeah. Uh, the scale of the children changes throughout the whole thing. Um... And it's about as, yeah, it's about as um, good as you can imagine. In fact, does it even have, nope, it doesn't even have a Wikipedia article. Wow. I know. But uh, like I said, one of the ones I want to mention that's a low-hanging fruit is all of the other reindeer. Oh, my God, that one. Yes, that one. The let's make a new beloved uh, Christmas character. That failed. Yes, and and who was the voice of Olive? It was um, Drew Barrymore before yeah, she I, before she tits, yeah before she uh, before she uh, dated the uh, what's his name the asshole um, yeah the one yeah. that has no talent uh, Jesus there's Christ. a lot of those yeah uh, but the, Drew Barrymore peekaboo tits yeah it's you know the one it's the one that did just gross out humor for for a year and had like one year of a career and then nothing. 
I don't know. That's how much I don't I don't know this who this person is. Ed Asner was in this. Oh god, Ed. And Matt Groening actually Greening. produced this. Even he doesn't know anymore, Neil. I'm pretty sure it's Groening. I've heard his own oh, character. There's a whole Groening. bunch of names like Tom that, Green. like 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 Henning and, and Groening. Yes, Kitty they're Hawk, all that's... pronounced like that. Yes, Kitty Hawk, that's him. Tom Green, yep. Oh, that who, who, fucking asshole. Oh. He had one good bit with t- Tony Hawk, and that's it. <laughs> He'll tell you really feel. Yeah. Uh, he came to Alabama once. He was, like, making fun of the football players. Um, yeah, I remember watching this on TV. I remember the book, reading the um, the book. And I think, the, yeah, the book came out first, and I remember reading it, and I was like, ah, okay, whatever. And then they made the 3D animated movie, which, you know, was not great, but, you know, at the time was pretty good. Uh, but it was a fair, it was really terrible, because it's like, I can't even really remember all of it. That's the thing. Like, I remember... She has her little adventures, and she calls herself all of the other reindeer because of the the Rudolph song. And doesn't she get to lead the the sleigh at the end or something? Yes. Yeah, it's so forgettable. It really, honestly, is because like I I'm reading the Wikipedia article right now, and and it's just like I don't remember any of this, like. And it just seems pretty stupid, too, because, like, ah, oh, she goes to the Malvhound bus station. Ha, ha, ha. It's not called Grey. Uh, did you guys watch this when it aired, or did you watch I it did. later? Yeah, I watched it when it aired, too. <sighs> I'm trying to think of, like, some recent ones they've done recently to, like, this is, like, the new Christmas special that we're all going to remember but every time anyone does that, it ends up just being man. Well, there was Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Oh. Yeah, there was. There was. And like I said, I I was I, I'm like, you know what? They're just one step away from making a rusty Chevrolet Christmas special now. Because you know, finding some redneck Christmas songs and making cartoons about them it apparently ain't hard. Oh, it's easy, and you know. Someone will like it, I guess. Uh, no, it's... It was only like a half hour long, but God, it just felt like it went on forever. Well, it because like it's this a... whole ridiculous, like, plot that... Because in the song, if you listen to the song, Grandma's clearly dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's the one thing that sort of, like, bothered me, because if you listen to the song, no, Grandma's dead. Yeah. Everyone's like, like, having this nervous hey, kind of weird feeling mm-hmm. around Christmas because grandma's dead. Yeah. But not for the cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> that's where this is the point of the song because it's like, like I said, it's just the song. Grandma's dead. <laughs> yep. It, it, this is the point of the song. It's like, but we can't have that in a cartoon. So it just ends up, be, it just ends up being really, <sighs> It's a. I've never really liked. I admit that I've never really liked the song or the or anything. No. It's just sort of like I heard it and I was like, oh, this is sort of amusing. But for some reason, people think of it like, oh, we've got to play it at Christmas, and I'm like, this is like one of the. <laughs> if we're going to be playing this, there's 
there's like other like the Space Ghost Christmas uh, song should be an official Christmas uh, song. We wish you a merry birthmas. We wish you a happy birthmas. Well, what we they wish should you a what, happy birthmas. What they should <laughs> be playing around Christmas is Monster Mash. <laughs> yes. The Space Ghost Christmas special is like one of my favorite things because of like it's it's well it's Space Ghost and then just the song at the end just makes it because it's just random rambling. Because that's really what a lot of these Christmas specials end up turning into, is like, you're just not paying attention because nothing is really going on. And you've seen this story a billion times. We gotta save Santa, or whatever the fuck And that brings me to another one, is sometimes, you know, it's not even just recently. I mean, it happened, uh, I mean, I I think I remember a Rankin-Bass Christmas special. I think it's Rankin-Bass. What? Yeah. Rankin Bass made a lot of Christmas specials. Oh, there yeah, a, yeah. They there was a traditionally time. animated one about a clock keeper and mice and yeah. a song to bring oh, Santa back to town. Yeah. That one was really creepy to me as a child. Like, the Rankin Bass style, like, really freaked me out as a child. What, that was and, a Rankin Bass one, wasn't it, Neil? I believe so. It was, actually, because I, because they did, and, they did the stop motion, and then they started doing animation, which, you know, I'm trying to figure out which one that was, because I remember watching that, and just, it freaked me out, because I just <laughs> didn't like the style at all. It just was like, what the hell, this is creepy as fuck. <laughs> the way I can remember the plot is there was like a really smart mouse that wore spectacles that sent yeah. a letter to Santa telling Santa why he doesn't exist, QED, and... <laughs> Here it is, found it. What's it called? Uh, it's the Twas the Night Before Christmas 1974 special. I remember only, like one channel only showing it like twice when I was growing up, and then it never showed it again. It's owned currently, I think, by ABC. It was owned by 70, CBS until 1994. Uh, so, yeah. The yeah. Way I, so, like I said, I, so that's what I remember. Uh. Yeah, it's the Santa that freaked me out. Like, that Santa freaks me the hell out. Um, and I remember seeing it, and I was just be like, ugh, I just hate this. I, I hate everything about this. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry, but it just yeah, freaked me out as a child. The, the, the character designs are almost like they're stop-motion uh, designs. Yeah, well, it, it really is right after they come off of all that, like with Rudolph and... and Frosty. That this... really, really weird one where like Santa is like raised by the el- by the elves oh you mean you mean gods. you mean Santa begins yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that one that one that one was where he goes weird. Where, he go, where he goes training to become Santa Claus yeah this looks such... like this looks like it's definitely overseas animation like it is it's top yeah. crap um so Ghibli in its early form. Yeah, they did a lot of the Rankin-Bass stuff. Yeah. Um, and, like, I was explaining, actually explaining to a friend of mine, uh, she was she's born in the late 80s, so she didn't see a lot of the 80s animation. Um, and I was explaining to her that um, a lot of the anime that we got in the 90s was thanks to, like, American companies using Japanese animation in, like, the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. And she was like... That's so weird. I'm like, not really. I mean, the Japanese are kind of doing that with the Koreans right now. 
Right. They're using the Koreans, and then the Koreans will be better, and so on and so forth. They sort of are getting there really quickly already. They are, and right. the thing is is that when you, <clears throat> if you don't train your own people, well, the people you're training will become much more awesome. Wait, there's a series called, it's a Christmas in Canada? Oh, it's a South Park one. Okay, that makes sense. It's time for intermission, boys and girls. Movie Week in Review is the GeekCast Radio Network's weekly movie podcast. Steve and Mike take a look back on their favorite films and give you their thoughts. They also bring in co-hosts at times. If you are a movie buff, listen to M-Wire only on geekcastradio.com. Hey, I'm Gary. I'm Mike. I'm Chuck. And I'm Justin. Join the four of us every week on the Internet's number one and longest-running G.I. Joe podcast, What's on Joe Mind? It's Joe News, reviews, and interviews like you've never heard them before, delivered right to your MP3 player. Our guests include Jason Marsden, Kevin Michael Richardson, and Matt Yang King from G.I. Joe Renegades, Larry Hama, Robert Atkins, and John Barber from IDW Publishing, and many more from around the online Joe community. Yeah, it's Guy. Talking about Joe. Think of it as Joe Talk meets Sports Talk. And we make fun of Chuck. Right, and we pay again. Come on, Chuck. We're just kidding, kinda. Sometimes Chuck makes fun of himself. Right, and we. Okay, seriously, this is just getting ridiculous now. It's What's on Joe Mind every week on the GeekCast Radio Network, InsidePulse.com, Stitcher Smart Radio, and iTunes. Download and listen today. I suppose I still can't say something about Transformers, can I? Good. No. What about sports? That sounds good. Yeah, that's all right. Tooncast is dedicated to the cartoons we grew up with. 100 episodes and more make up one of the GCRN's most popular podcasts. Join hosts TFG and Mike, Optimus Solo, Terror the Rising Star, and tons of guest hosts. We also have voice actor and writer interviews. Tune in to Tooncast as we look back on the cartoons that defined us as geeks. You can find Tooncast on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Tune in. And now back to the show. Oh my God, I what? I had Facebook open just now, and uh, Mike Dodd of This Week in Geek pointed out that uh, the Santa Claus that that movie with Tim Allen is basically yeah. the quickening. <gasps> oh my God, you're right. <laughs> oh my God, it is. There could be only one. Yep, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> but anyway. No, that's that's pretty that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, I, I watching all these Christmas specials. It's just they all have they all have something in common. They try to have a song that's going to be memorable, but they never are. Um, and they they make sure that every single character has a line. Like that's another thing. Except for in the Family Circus one, PJ can't talk so. He just sort of gets forgotten in a lot of scenes. He's just there. Very few people can create, like, a new Christmas song. I think uh, this is something we talked about on the pre-show. I mean, there has been, like, a new Christmas song in almost 50 years. And uh, I think uh, the only one I can think of that's new-ish is actually the one from Grinch Soul Christmas. You know, the one where all the uh, Who's got together? The one. Yeah, I I would. Oh, his father. Yeah. And there's actually a reason for this, and part of it is is that copyright just sort of got really enforced, started to get really enforced in the 80s. Uh, prior to that, like, like the music industry was not as tight-fisted on music. And what I think has happened is, is like, it's as they become more and more grabby about their own stuff, they don't let it get actually played. 
or like in like public places because you have to have a license in order to get that. And then to get the license, you have to make sure that you've got all parties involved and maybe a party isn't involved and maybe your package doesn't contain certain songs. So it's just basically, I think it's just a matter of, well, one, there's a lot of crap. But again, again, there were a lot of crappy Christmas songs back in the 50s and 60s. But the thing is, is that I think now it's just because you can't really play these in public spaces anymore. That sort of keeps things from becoming a Christmas uh, like tradition. Because a lot of the, you know, like the Charlie Brown Christmas, you know, if it were made today, I don't think you'd be able to really hear the whole thing. You would just hear like hear just a clip. Yeah. Yeah, you hear a clip, you know, but you don't hear, like, the whole thing anymore. Like, it wouldn't be played. And I think the only reason that, like, we get to play a lot of those 50s and 60s Christmas songs is because it's sort of now seen as traditional. So it kind of gets a pass. But, like, if anything was produced today, I think it, would, it wouldn't get a pass. It'd be like, well, you have to pay us the fucking money and rights and everything. It's a little harder to do that with Bing Crosby. But it's a little easier to do it with, like, Mar- Mariah Carey or whoever the hell's putting out a Christmas song this year. I can't think of one. It's uh, this year. Yeah. I mean, last time I could think of an attempted Christmas song was uh, that wasn't even a new Christmas song. But the last time I could think of one that was a newish one was when the the Swedish band Boney M did a cover of the uh, of the uh, uh, what's his name uh, Banana Boat song guy's name Belafonte's. Uh, Mary's Boy Child. Yeah. That was the last I time I, I could think of a newish Christmas song, even though that was a cover of a very well, very unknown one from, like, a long time ago. That reminds me. Someone recently did a, a Christmas version of Judas Priest's You Got Another Thing Coming. They just replaced the lyrics with the lyrics from Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Oh, you know what? There is a newer Christmas song I completely forgot about. What? Which one? Weird Al's Christmas at Ground Zero. Oh yeah. Completely original Christmas song. But it's 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 unfortunately with a the label a label so like. Al doesn't care. Yeah, I know Al doesn't. Al doesn't care himself. But I think it's also because like another thing I've I've thought about is I think it's also just people are burnt out in general with Christmas. Like I actually feel fear when I hear Christmas songs because I remember being in retail and it just makes me sweat. Um, I do actually start to sweat when I hear Christmas music because I just remember being in that. And I think a lot of people have that too. Cause I've had people like there'll be some Christmas music playing in the background and they'll just say, turn that shit off. I don't want to hear that. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. we, we, we all have lived through black Friday. Yeah, and I think it's just that. I think it's well. It's also just the the stress of having to go somewhere. You have to buy shit. Like it's like it's felt. It's like implied that if you don't do it, you're a bad human being, even if you don't believe. So I think it's just also people don't want to be reminded by because it's Christmas. So they get it so much on TV, so much in their lives that they're just like so much whatever. on radio stations that play nothing but Christmas songs that before Thanksgiving finishes. I know. I just and I hear it in the mall, and I just sort of like I said, I don't like it. It just yeah. reminds me too much of like I need to have the PlayStation Two. Burr, 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 burr. 
<laughs> and it's like, God damn it. Or like people coming in, they buy the wrong thing, and then they've opened it and scratched it up, and you're like, how did you do this? How could you have destroyed it this quickly? No, you're not getting a refund. Yeah. And so I think or it's you could, also Or just... you could uh, threaten to do a, a a German suplex on a Walmart clerk. Oh, yeah. I, I think it's just that people have, like, I, I don't know. Christmas to me is not, like, a really great holiday. I mean, I love my family, but I don't like this idea that, like, I should, I, I, there's like, well, it's also just because Thanksgiving is like right before Christmas, in America at least, and it's just sort of like... It's, it's like holiday shock. Yeah, and in Australia, people complain that like New, Year, New Year's is too close to Christmas, since New Year's is like a really big thing. So I think it's just people don't like to think of this holiday, because there's a lot of pressure around the holiday, and it's also just, just cram down your fucking throat! To the point where you're like, just go away, Christmas. Go away. Plus, in a lot of ways, it's mean. like the same holiday. It's like, it's like you sit down for Christmas turkey. You're like, didn't I just leave this party? And then, exactly. and then, you, and then you, and, and then you have New Year's literally one week later. Yeah, yeah. You change your things from fall leaves to pine needles to sparkly things, like very quickly. And I think it's just the burnout on the holiday. And, just, and New Year's the most fun one because you get drunk, find someone you don't know, and kiss them at midnight. Yeah, it's like Japanese Christmas. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know on, on the topic of uh, Christmas music, um, there's another animation podcast called I think it's called like TV's Kyle talks about tunes or something like that. I'll put it in the I'll put it in the show post. But that guy does his own does his own music, and I wonder if he has any like royalty free Christmas tunes. I should check that out. Yeah. He's actually really talented. Does he does he have a Casio uh, uh, keyboard? I I don't know. Is it Casio that makes keyboards? I, yeah, they make they, keyboards. Yeah, yeah, the the ones with the synthesizer sounds where you can start like having like violin sounds and stuff like that on it and tuba sounds and stuff. It sounds like he has a pretty pretty decent setup as far as. Uh, oh, I like the Casio sound. Oh, I think yeah, I I think. I think we've basically hit on why, like, a lot of, I think a lot of Christmas specials just don't make it because people sort of have it in their head. This is what Christmas is. And sort of, if you think about it, Christmas sort of solidified in the 50s, if you get down to it, what we think of, like, Christmas. Like, this is what Christmas is like. Because um, Dream World here in, uh, well, it's on the Gold Coast, um, or is it Movie World? One of the one of the the theme parks down there is having an American Christmas. Let me pull this up. Like I'm I'm really wanting to go this because I want to see what their version of American Christmas is. But I we're we're suspecting that it's probably going to be like 1950s Christmas. Let's see here. Oh come on, do you have a website for this? Or is it Movie World? And I think like they've got like like the Batmobile all dressed up in Christmas. Let's see here. Oh, I can't find pictures. No. Oh well. Yeah. But yeah. But anyway, I think like a lot of it is is like our idea of Christmas sort of solidified in the fifties and sixties, and there's a really good reason for that. There was a very huge population of children during this time called the Boomers. 
And so a lot of stuff was, like, made for them. And so, and then they showed that to their children. But by the time they had children, the market of children had sort of shrunk. This is part of the reason that Saturday morning cartoons went away. There just wasn't as big a market anymore. And so I think it's a lot, it has to do with that, too, in that the boomers, they got their Christmas, and then they just sort of show that to their kids, and now it's just sort of become a tradition. And anything that's, like, new... It's either rights or it's just everyone just sort of rejects it because it's not the Charlie Brown Christmas, it's not the Grinch Who Stole Christmas, and it's not Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Or Little Drummer Boy. Or Little Drummer Boy, yeah. I mean, and like Mickey's Christmas Carol isn't really considered, like, isn't really shown that much, but that might just be that Disney likes to keep that one under lock and key. Disney likes its vault. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's part of the reason it is... And then there goes to my point of, like, rights stopping things. Basically, it's not considered a Christmas. It would be considered a Christmas uh, staple, but Disney keeps it under lock and key and makes you go buy the video or get the Disney channel. And if those things are the only ways I'm going to be able to see it, (laughs) I'm not going to see it, probably. And then they wonder why Mickey Mouse isn't special anymore. Yeah, people honestly, like, I would say that probably in a few years... If you ask kids who's Mickey Mouse, they may have a hard time saying who Mickey Mouse is. Oh, he's that character in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, exactly. Uh. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. They're really, this is what's happening with a lot of culture is it's just not getting distributed. That, I I heard Neil wince a little bit when I said that. No, it's, it, it is true. I mean, you're already starting to see it with some characters. Like, you ask people what, who, have you seen this? And they're like, no. Well, My sister's same. kids don't even know who half the Looney Tunes are. Yeah. The, you, should edu- you should educate them. It's just, I, I, I told my sister, I'm going to call child services because your kids don't even know who Peppy Le Pew oh, is. I had conversations with people born in the 90s about, like, newspaper cartoons, and they did not know any of the characters. They, I said Beetle Bailey, and they're like, I don't know who that is. Well, that's okay. I was like, well, I'm okay, but it's still, it's sort of just this, like, yeah, these things are sort of fading. Oh well. Um, one of my, uh, you know, they have to at least know Calvin. Yeah, They're Calvin, better. but that's just because like that's everyone has a Calvin and Hobbes book, whereas like does everyone have a BC book? <laughs> well, there was the BC uh, Thanksgiving but, special. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I have to say, like watching these Christmas specials. A lot of them are crap because they're just obviously selling a, a a property. Whereas I would say, like, the differences in, like, the 60s, they weren't trying to sell a property. They were just telling a story with these characters. So I think that's part of the problem. And also, like, a lot of, ho- a lot of holiday specials nowadays are just, they're part of a show, so it's just sort of like part of the normal run. It's not made. It's not a big special or anything. And it's usually some. It's usually main characters help Santa save Christmas. Exactly, or learn the the meaning of Christmas, or help a dis, disadvantaged family, or whatever the hell we're gonna have them do this time. So yes, it's. Uh, any other notes on these low hanging fruit? Mm-hmm. Um. You know, that last observation reminded me that there is a, uh, a Christmas episode of the Super Mario Super Show where there is. Toad there learns totally the meaning is. of Christmas, and it, oh, God, it, it's awful. 
Yep. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But next week, we'll be talking about Eight Crazy Nights. Oh, God. Uh, are you really? Yes, Kiyok, you are invited, uh, as always. Uh, I don't want to have to watch that movie again. I've never seen that movie. I really don't. Uh, we used to, okay, at GameStop, when I worked there, we always had, like, 20 goddamn copies of that movie in the back room. What would happen is, is they were, like, $2 at Walmart, and so, and you could get $5 credit. Well, at some points, you could get $10 credit on it at GameStop, and oh people my just God. traded in. So that, people trade in for credit. That is so smart. Yeah, well, and then then they figured out they could just steal them, and then they just ended up stealing them and bringing them in. That was done a lot. What, what was the other? Oh yeah, Bible Man was one of those co- t- copies that I know they were stealing it because it was like ten dollars at Walmart, and you could get like four dollars credit at GameStop. So they were stealing them. It was obvious because they would come in with like five damn copies of that, and I'd be like, mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> really religious in your family, aren't you? Yeah, I'd be like, <laughs> okay. So yes, yeah. eight crazy nights next week. Uh, Neil, you have to watch it. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Kitty Hawk, you are invited back if you want to watch. If you want to, uh, you don't have to I, watch. You can just go off memory. I might do it because I don't think Trevor's seen it, and this oh, is probably this is probably. Don't do it. I think don't. he's a. I think he needs to watch this, so let me let me see if I we can get it. I don't want you to get divorced. No, we've seen worse shit. You know, <laughs> you know Trevor's Trevor's the one who introduced me to Robin. So I oh, mean, oh god, and you yeah, didn't so, leave him. So yeah, that, that's a pretty I mean, solid relationship. I mean, okay. we're, we we watch good and bad. You know, the okay. good, the bad. Okay. But eight All crazy right, nights. I'll watch it. It's, it's gonna be bad. It's All gonna right. be bad. Why are you getting me to do this shit? Because because t- because we've twice done Christmas specials, but we have not yet done any Hanukkah cartoons. Isn't it like the only Hanukkah cartoon? Yes. Uh, oh wait, no, there's a Rugrats holiday special. Yeah, Rugrats. And they're Jewish. Rugrats, yeah. Why did I remember that? Well, because it's the only one. That's true. I it's am really, the only one. It kind of sticks yeah. out like a sore thumb. Yeah, that's what you know. It's like. Where are all the Hanukkah specials? Well, <coughs> Rugrats and Eight Crazy Nights. That's well, Christmas is right a there. much more commercial holiday. Yeah, so. that's, that's Kwanzaa. Are there any uh, Kwanzaa specials? Who did it? Someone did a Kwanzaa episode. Well, Kwanzaa was made up in the 70s so black people could feel like they had their own holiday in December. Well, it's sort of based on some traditional... <laughs> no, no, this, this is the actual I, truth. I, I no, know, no, no, but... I know that. But I'm just saying it was sort of like, let's... Well, and if you get down to it, Christmas is honestly just like a hack as well. Hey, yeah. let's take yeah, let's take this pagan holiday and like totally put some religious yeah. shit on top of it. So okay. any anyone getting excited yeah. about that, we're kind of dissing all the holidays. So exactly, but yeah, just well, just in case, are... it's been at animationfishnados.com. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that like all holidays are basically bullshit if you get down to the heart of it. Yeah. The only thing that's important <laughs> is that you get the day off and you get to enjoy it. That's right. Yes, that's the real meaning of Christmas. Except for Thanksgiving, because now people work on Thanksgiving. Well, yeah, that that is like I remember when they took Easter away from us. So Christmas is really the last holiday. So when that one's gone, I don't know what America's like. America won't even have any holidays left. Speaking well, of that, which, well, on that <laughs> note, uh, uh, to our fellow uh, 
Slave Drones. Uh, this is your host, Ben. We're a TV, Mr. Neal. And Kitty Hawk of Sparkling Generation, Valkyrie Yuki, SGBY.com, your one-stop shop for sexy fun. And we're saying goodnight. Night. Happy Earth Day. <laughs> Life Day. Earth Day's another day, Neil. Oh, yeah.
says, as we know, that we should probably celebrate to the Hanukkah zombie. Oh, I forgot what? about that. <laughs> what, what, what did Saturday Night Live? Oh, Hanukkah Harry. Remember that? Yeah, Hanukkah Harry, yeah. I thought the Hanukkah and, zombie was funnier. Uh, Hanukkah Harry was pretty good, because it's just John, it's John Lovitz, and he's like, ah! Yeah. And just really and You can't not love John Lovitz. John Lovitz is a national treasure. I love John Lovitz. I watched every single episode of The Critic. And every single episode of uh, of talk radio, news radio, when he was on. The man gave Andy Dick what was coming to him. Yeah, he did. Yes. Three or four times. (laughs) I mean, national treasure, tri-national icon. He, He did what everyone in the world wanted to do at least once. Okay, uh, I'm sorry. I've just been floored because someone someone didn't put up a um, Christmas tree. They put up a Christmas Loki. Oh, oh, you know what? We have to we have to get the metal pole out. Oh yeah, that's coming up. Oh, we forgot. We forgot to mention that the uh, the state of Florida is honoring uh, uh, Festivus. Yeah. Well, yeah. You want to know well, the, the oh- you know what the really funny thing about Festivus is is uh, it actually was a real thing that Larry David's dad did. Yeah. Yeah, I'd read about that. Larry oh, David's speaking... dad really did put a pull out and and have the airing of grievances and the feats of strength. Oh, speaking of that, did you hear that Oklahoma, in Oklahoma they're raising money for a Satanist monument at the Oklahoma uh, state capitol? <laughs> well, they they said it's a, they actually approved it and said that you could put up a monument to any religion. At the state capitol, there's a way to say, okay, so we've got a big old cross, so we'll just let everyone in. So now the Satanists are putting a monument up. I'm firmly in favor of this, just because I I love that that the, the, it's not a parody religion, but I I do like that, that, you know, that other religions are taking advantage of that. It's just kind of like the phony baloney war for who who owns the month of December. It's just everyone's dogpiling on that and it and honestly it, it's it's it looks a lot nicer than the freedom from religion foundation placard that goes up in wisconsin every year where it's oh well, yeah that one's a, that one's a I, I understand what they're going for but it, that one's a little more cynical i i i much more appreciate the festivus bowl made of beer cans yeah i, I think it's, I it's think supposed it's... to be an unadorned aluminum pole neil <laughs> i think what I think what it is is it's sort of troll. It, like I like troll politics. That's it. It's than, trolling. Yeah, troll. Troll politics are the best thing ever. Like okay, like my favorite one of all time is okay. Christians, you totally believe that marriage is a sacred union that can never be broken. All right, divorce is illegal. Let's go for it. Let's do it. Y'all ready? And of course, no one wants to do that because they're hypocrites. So I love that kind of politics. Like, okay, we'll put a Satan. We'll put up a big monument to Satan. Yay! Uh, you know, it, it sounds very Spinal Tap to me. It, it's it it's is just it's it's really thing. it's trolling. It's trolling taken to this new level of like, let's just pass. Okay, this is what you want. All right, let's pass laws. Yay! Uh, it's great. I hope they actually do it. They probably won't. They'll probably tell them at, when they finally get it done that they can't actually do it. Oh, 
when they get the money and all. Uh, mm-hmm. Beach episode, Neil? Yeah. We're... Oh yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah, uh, basically, um, I'm having like a I'm having like a super chapter like sometime next early next year. It's gonna be like it's gonna be a parody of uh, the uh, the old Betty and Veronica double digests, or it's a just like packed with stories and like like at least two of them are going to be my own like i did i did something for a book a while back that i'm finally going to publish and then uh and then pablo's doing something some other guy's doing something and then i asked kitty hawk if she would do something yeah we talked about doing like an rt style beach episode where yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like you bet i had to be up all these other guys to, to rescue you yep yep <laughs> or no beat the joke off. is uh yeah i had to beat off three other guys <laughs> Oh, don't don't, don't let Kitty Hawk draw that one then. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to do the bikini episode, and I'm I'm yeah. I need I, I'm going to probably read a few Archies to yeah. get ready for it. Yeah. But then again, yeah. I've read so much Archie, I could pretty much like right now write the stereotypical Archie beach adventure like right now. I can tell you what every single character is doing. If you want some obscure characters, let's go. <laughs> so, uh, so this is a girl. This is a girl who was like eight years old and went, "What the hell is Archie?" And then just bought a bunch of Archie comics and then was like, "What the fuck is this?" And proceeded to spend all of her allowance money for the next year trying to figure out Archie. And. Uh. Yeah, it was it was an obsession of mine, and then I got obsessed with Batman after that. So uh, yeah, I need to I need to find a whole bunch of Archie comics. I'll just get those get all those double digests. Well, if you don't mind, I being sold all raped, my double. If you don't mind what? being raped through the through the wall, you can always buy comics through Comicsology. Don't do. Uh, oh, I bought all those Archie comics. Like trying to buy them, I forgot which service it was. U Comics or whatever service they're through. I never got my comics. I could never redeem my comics. I ended up having to go the other method in order to get, when we did, when we were talking about the, uh, the transgender, uh, Archie episode, I bought it twice and I still couldn't get it. So I just finally ended up doing, what? Did you tell Giselle it didn't work? I didn't want to tell, I didn't want to tell anyone because it's, it's, it's matter. It's probably a matter of, Archie Comics can't actually do anything. It's probably I'd have to talk to the uh, to the publisher, you know, the digital publisher. And frankly, I'm sorry, I don't even want to talk to you because now you've just proven to me once again that piracy is the answer. Mm-hmm. I mean, like seriously, every time I've like tried to buy stuff through these services, like it works, it works a good, you know, a good bit of the time. But most, but most of, you know, like there's like instances where I don't get what I bought. It, it doesn't load, mm. and I'm just like fuck this shit. Piracy is honestly the only method because amateurs are better than you. Anyway, sorry, I had to go on that because so, I so, really okay. ticked off. <laughs> so Neil, are we resurrecting the the fest promo just one more time for that perfect fest song? God. I I think we can. Okay, because I found the fir- perfect fest song that embodies everything we know about him. So anyway, yeah, we uh, we were talking about this, and I'm I'm basically giving like Kitty Hawk like like the most distant deadline I can, just because she's she's like constantly. No, it's okay. I know you're busy, and I, and I'll I'll do something for you down the line. And, like 
no, no, no. Yeah, I might yeah. need I might need artists in the future for some projects. So yeah, yeah. Maybe now we never need something that requires a voice or anything. Oh yes, we will. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm actually very happy right now because um, since we've been here a year, I now feel like I've been like I'm actually somewhere. Knock on fabric because my terrible luck of moving. I'm just like, we're finally able to get back into what we were doing after the last few years of just moving, moving, and moving. So I'm extremely happy right now. I'm just always, but I'm constantly looking over my shoulder and wondering, so when when is the fucking West Wind from Unico going to show up again and say, time to go, need to go to the next place. Fuck you, West Wind. I finally made some friends, and now you just show up and make my memory go away and take me to another place and fix that place, too. Screw you. you. And you found a good ramen shop, too. I know. That's the thing. Like, you're not taking me away from my goddamn ramen shop or my coffee. I finally found the best coffee uh, roaster in the world. It, like, takes three. You have to take three buses to get to it, but it is possibly the best coffee I've ever drank in my entire life. So it's worth taking three buses to get to it. And they make ice, cold-pressed iced coffee, which if you've never had cold-pressed iced coffee, it's just like, it's like coffee, just pure coffee. I never so. liked coffee. Oh, coffee's awesome. I, well, have, I, I have a serious sweet tooth. Well, my, my yeah. problem is, is that I had to stop drinking sodas because uh for health reasons and like cut sugar in in a a lot of ways so i actually don't drink sodas and coke doesn't taste right to me anymore like i've tried to drink it and it just because i haven't drank it in so long it's just like well it's just too much sugar well coke is the one soft drink where the diet version actually tastes better i can't stand regular coke Unfortunately for me, all diet sodas taste like floor cleaner to me because I'm one oh, of those lucky yeah. people where the sweet artificial sweeteners just taste like crap. So I that's why I cut sugar. I just said, well, can't have sugar. Guess I'll just cut it completely out of my diet. So I gain, I, I grew to love coffee and I've always kind of liked bitter stuff anyway. And I can drink coffee black. I just prefer to have milk in there. So it's like not just pure bitterness. Uh, what's this? I like the, uh... I, I like I, I just have a serious sweet tooth. Oh, I yeah. just like I just like sweet things. I like yeah. Well I like honey. Honey I like a lot and um and I like meringues like that. Like that's okay because that's that's a different kind of sweetness. I just don't like like I don't like candy. Like I don't like sugar candy like things like gummy bears i'll eat them but it's just sort of like yeah i don't really it's too sugary makes my teeth hurt i see yeah but but no i i I like meringues which are pretty good which by the way i'm gonna make a pavlova for christmas that's the new zealand one right yeah it's the new zealand australian named after the named after the russian opera singer I think so. I think that's the legend, and it's it's really awesome because it's a meringue, but it's still kind of soft in the middle. Yes, yes, yes. I, yeah. I saw uh, there was an episode of Good Eats where Alton Brown made one. 
Oh yeah, it's great. Um, and it's like the tradition. It's the traditional Christmas thing here. Well, they serve it all the time, but it's like the Christmas thing along with the the Christmas pudding, which has been sitting out for like eight months. Is that the one that's 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 cured in brandy? Yes. Thought so. Yeah. That, yeah, that was that was in that was in Alton Brown's pudding episode. Yep, and I had it for the first time last year. Um, we did the bringing it up to a boil and then serving it with the with the pouring custard. There was also uh, I forgot one of my favorite Christmas specials is actually Alton Brown's Good Eats. Uh, Twas the night before Good Eats. Oh yeah, I love that one. I, lo- I like all his all his specials. Like all his specials are so great. Like and well, the whole show is great. But yeah, like. And then um, my friend keeps playing around with getting a smoker, but I don't think he's going to get it. I would like him to get it because then we could do smoked turkey. Well, you can. You don't need to buy an expensive smoker. Just get a cardboard box, a little <laughs> little uh, hot plate, and I what? Could do no, no, I could do – actually, I could do that, but – That's what Alton Brown I, – I know I'm bringing him up over and over again, but that's what he did. He, he built a smoker out of a cardboard box. The only thing is, is I'd have to sit out there and watch it because the animals here are very aggressive um, to the point where they're not afraid of fire or heat or anything. So I'd have to sit out there because inevitably a magpie is going to poke its bill through the cardboard to get to the sweet turkey inside. Oh, wait, I could put it in the cage. I have a cage thing that I could put it in. So, uh, there's, there's, you know, I, I want to really eat goose this year, but none of my family wants to eat goose except for me. Well, you should do, well, part of the, part of the, because it's not turkey or chicken. Yeah, but but it's in the, it's in the fowl, it's an answer form, so, you know. My mom doesn't, my mom doesn't like any waterfowl, she doesn't like duck either. Oh, okay. So she just doesn't like the fat, the fattiness. Of well, it. that's why you do the crosshatch on the skin. That way, the the okay. Because at the same time, it makes the skin really crispy when all the fat renders out and like fries it yeah. while it cooks. Yeah. Well, crispy uh, duck skin is so delicious. That's what I should do for Christmas. I should do duck. They have duck in every res- in every grocery store. I should just do the duck. Or okay. I could be lazy. What? I said I've had duck exactly once, and it was pretty good. Yeah, or I could be lazy and go down to Chinatown and just get one of one of the barbecue ducks. Peking duck. Yeah, Peking duck with some with little pancakes. Oh yes. Yeah. That's what that actually now I'm just thinking that's just easier, and that's what I'm going to do. They'll be open, so just go down there, get get me a Peking duck, get me some pancakes, and that'll be Christmas. Oh, but there's no stuffing. It's not, it's not Christmas without stuffing. So here is the trailer to Eight Crazy Nights. This is what you're in for. Oh, God damn it. <sighs> yep. God fucking damn it. It is the 2000s. You know, I remember watching Happy Gilmore. I'm like, you know, this Adam Sandler guy, he's pretty funny. And then every other movie came out. Yeah, Happy Gilmore's fun. And then Billy Madison's okay. Happy Gilmore was like, was like, if I could recontextualize or if I could recanonize movies, I would say that Happy Gilmore is the sequel to Caddyshack. Yeah, 
It's the it's the sequel it should have had. Is it a sequel? It's not the sequel they they need, but it was the sequel they deserve. Because really, it's about it has as much to do with the original Caddyshack as Caddyshack Two did, which is nothing at all. Yeah. I mean, I love oh, Jackie yeah. Mason, but you know, come on. This is terrible. I forgot about the turd sickle. This is horrible. Oh yeah. God damn it. That was made. Boy. I mean, it, it, you can tell that that's like the animator spent most of the time just just animating just and Sandler and that's it. Yeah. It's like everything else is just there, but it's like the yeah, it's an- like, yep, I can totally tell that's Adam Sandler. It, but, but it's like the animators like it's like the animator was told you only animate Adam Sandler while everything else looks like what it looks like. I don't think it looks bad. It just looks kind of. It looks like a movie that I would not be interested in watching. And the animation is way is way better than this movie deserves. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very it it's very rotos it is very rotoscoped. You can, it's. It's kind of like Home on the Range or Brother Bear, where it looks really beautiful, but goddamn, that's those are two movies I never want to see. Well, this is about the time of the death the death of of animation studios occurred. Mm-hmm. So Adam Sandler, like gasp. Adam Sandler, like like totally took advantage of an animation studio's last gasps and yeah, yeah I'm trying it. to. <laughs> it's like there was exactly one movie that came out that was worth a damn, which was. Uh, the Iron Giant and everything else around it was just kind of bleh. Well, it's the Columbia animation. Well, I'm talking about in general. It's okay. like all the movies of that era, like from like 1998 to 2004. Yeah. That, that window is just kind of not good. Well, a lot of media from that period is not very good. R- remind me again, isn't the Hanukkah song in this? Yes. It, there's a new version of it. Okay. Yeah. Of course it's in there. That's the whole the whole inspiration. Oh man, someone's got a list of all the product placement in this movie. <laughs> Let me, yeah, it is insane. That's what I remember this about. Like I remember this had a shit ton of that. And a lot of these don't exist anymore. Popeye's chicken is a shiznes. Well, I love that because I love Popeye's. <laughs> but that was just so desperate. Oh, the the Sears Sears is a deleted scene. Okay, let's see what's not around anymore. KB uh, Toys. Is KB, yeah, KB. What? Is KB Toys still around? I don't think so. No, uh, Mitt Romney's company su- successfully killed it. Sharper image. Yeah. Oh man, sharper. Oh Spencer's man, Spencer's gifts. Sharper. Yeah, sharper image was the store that when I was a little kid. Uh, we would go to the mall, like, for school. Like, we would go there to eat at the food court after going to whatever science-y bullshit. And we'd always look at it and go, man, I wish we could go in there. 7-Eleven is in this. Uh, Sears was going to be in it. Let's see. Is yeah. IHOP, was IHOP going to be in this? I don't think IHOP was that big back then. Going back to the IHOP. Sir Speedy. Really? Sir Speedy? Sabaro, that's not around anymore, is it? Panda Express. Some of these yeah, are... Pan- Panda Express always has underdone rice. Yeah, well, Panda Express is fast food Chinese, which, like, fast... Chinese is already fast food. They they make microwavable rice that takes 90 seconds that comes out perfect. Yeah. 
I don't need to go to Panda Express. Like whenever anyone's like, let's just go, like let's just go into the Panda Express. I'm like, fuck you, I'm not going into the Panda Express. Food's like, cooked wrong. Yeah, I'll just go over to the real Chinese place over there. You know, at least they, you know, they know how to use the MSG correctly. We don't even have Panda Express around here. I uh I actually did oh I actually did see that Panda Express the m highest grossing one is in the Ala Moana Center in Honolulu Hawaii and I gotta say there weren't a lot of people around it because there are better things you get you get a nice uh, spam pineapple upside down cake from a local mm -hmm. place there or the loco moco which is my one of my favorite meals of all time. Oh, did I ever Which tell is... you about this this thing that I saw on uh, on uh, Anthony Bourdain's No Reservations, mm -hmm. which is which is chilled white wine mixed with pineapple ice cream. That sounds it's, pretty good. It, it, it's like a root beer float, but they replace the root beer with white wine, chilled white wine, and they replace the uh, the uh, vanilla ice cream with pineapple ice cream. That actually sounds pretty good. Like pineapple, the pineapple would be pretty good, especially if it was like sorbet or something. Yeah. So what's the, have... difference, what's the difference between sorbet and sherbet? Sherbet contains milk. Uh, sorbet does not. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know this because my mother, when I would have severe milk allergies, she was convinced that sherbet didn't contain milk. And she would give it to me and I'd have a horrible fever. And then she learned, and sorbet wasn't around at that point. So, well, it was, but like sorbet was still sort of a fancy thing. So she she mistook the two for because she read in a book that sorbet was okay, but she thought sherbet was the same thing, and I'd get sick. Well, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I get to miss school, so that was awesome. I'd have a 104-degree fever, but I miss school. Damn. I know. I'd always be like, ah, oh, I feel like crap. I feel like I want to kill my – I just want to, like, bash my head in. But I'm not in school! Yeah! Ah, oh, that feeling. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So Dunkin' Donuts was – oh, yeah, Dunkin' Donuts is in this, too. Of course it's in there. You know what the funniest uh... – Fake product placement I've ever seen was it in seen was in animation. Mm. What? Uh, Futurama had Dinkin' Donuts. Oh yeah, Dinkin' Donuts. Yeah. Because the uh, the former mayor of New York was Dinkin'. Yes. Uh, I loved toasted coconuts. Uh, the toasted coconut. Um, at Dunkin' Donuts, but they discontinued it like I think in 2008. Because it was getting too expensive. Even though that was like their most, like if you look at any like ranking of what are the best flavors at Dunkin' Donuts, toasted coconut always comes in like the top three. But it was too expensive, so they got rid of it. And that's when I stopped going to Dunkin' Donuts. Bastards. So Adam Sandler actually won a Kids' Choice Award for this movie. Of course he did. And also won a Razzie for Worst Actor. Yeah, well, I mean, the re. Let's see. Who made this? Columbia Pictures. Um, of course he won a – well, you have to keep in mind Adam Sandler was really big at this time, and those awards are usually rigged anyway. So 
narrated by Rob Snyder. I know. Oh, God. Does that mean there's going to be a you can do it in this movie? Probably. Probably. Jinx. Uh, you can do it. You, you can, can do, me. do it. Uh, GNC. Wait, there's actually Carl Weathers plays a GNC bottle. And Tom Kenny play. Oh, wow. People play items in this movie. Dylan Cole Sprouse as the KB Toy Soldiers. Tyra Banks as a Victoria's Secret gown. Blake Clark as Radio Shack Walkie Talkie. And the list keeps going. Kevin Farley as the Panda Express Panda. This is almost sounds like it's turning into a Brave Little Toaster sequel. It sounds like this was a movie made to just make movie money. It was like they knew this wasn't going to do very well, so they just packed as much uh, product placement in there as possible to make up for it. Uh, well, it's also Adam Sandler, and Adam Sandler fucking loves product placement because he likes well, he likes money. Oh, there is oh uh, Jack and Jill. Anyone looking at looking at Adam Sandler's. Uh, career he actually starred in a documentary called Polly Shore is Dead. Oh that thing. I remember that. Sadly Neil the t- title is a lie. Oh. Of course it is. Polly Shore is another celebrate. one who was Polly Shore is another celebrity who was funny exactly once. Buddy. I mean Encino Man, worth watching. Everything yeah. after that, no. Well, to be fair, it was mostly Brendan Fraser that made Encino Man work. Yeah. But, yeah, Adam Sandler is just basically a whore. He makes, he likes to make money, and that's why all his films have tons of product placement. And that's why he keeps being able to make films, is because he can put tons of product placement in his films, and everyone loves that. And it seems like he even like lampooned that in in his earliest movie, which was Happy Gilmore, because he did a yeah. he did a product spot for what was it? It was Subway. Uh, Subway, yeah. He's yeah. like, I'm gonna bite right into this hot, juicy, and then cuts to him doing a commercial. I I think I think what it is is I think in the beginning he still had some SNL tendencies in him, and they made fun of a lot of product placement in there. But then I think as he got more into movies and realized that this actually was like a form of like, I can get shit tons of money this way. I mean, Jack and Jill is just basically a big old ad for carnival cruises. There's an entire like 15 minute long um, sequence showing you the ship and all its amenities. The thing is uh, carnival cruises is trying desperately to try to uh, get rid of that image of puke cruise lines that they rightfully deserve. Well, unfortunately, like I know a lot about like carnival cruises from like my dad. And he told me a lot about like the ships and he said, they have just, they are just crap. Like it's, he's like, I can tell you exactly why their ships fail. Like that recent one where they were, they were the one you're talking about the shit ship that where they had to bring it back to mobile. He said, the thing is, is that they went with this Italian design where the emergency systems are routed through the same systems, the main systems. They're in the same place. And if they get flooded, they're out. Like the emergency systems are supposed to be in a different area in case the main systems get flooded, but they put them in the same place. 
Well, it's also the fact that the they're building these these ships to be like towering uh, skyscrapers no, jutting out of the not... water. They're, they're, well, I'm just talking about structurally, yeah. just and they're getting no. too tall. No, 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 no. It's not that. He he even addressed that. He said it's not really that. You can have these floating cities. It's just that they've cut corners in the last in the last few decades, the last couple decades, because they wanted to make the ships cheaper and cheaper and cheaper, and then they also like. They're staffed by people who don't actually have certificates. Now, they have certificates, but these certificates are worth nothing. And so this is what my dad is really angry about this because he's in shipping and, you know, and works on ships and things like that. So he's like, this is just travesty. You know, like there are good shipyards. There are good shipbuilders. There's plenty of good captains and things like that out there. But all these these but carnival is just notorious for saying, how can we save an extra buck? What's Alaskan Cruises' uh, reputation? I, I think they're pretty good. Like Norwegian has a good a good rep. Um, Alaskan has pretty good rep. It's Carnival has the Carnival is actually one of the largest, and they operate under different names, and they are possibly one of the worst out there. Uh, Costa Concordia is one of theirs. The shit ship was one yeah. of theirs. I've seen two documentaries yeah. about the Costa Concordia. Yeah, and that the Costa Concordia is like also another result of let's hire cheap people. The captain was, you know, notorious for being a coward. Yeah, and also like this, the 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 uh, the rest of the, the the crew just did not know what to do. They they had certificates, but those certs weren't didn't mean shit. Half of them told actually, half of them told the told the uh, the guests to go back to their cabins and wait. The other half says, "No, we got to go now." Yeah, because these people weren't trained. They were not trained at all, and like that's the thing. Like cruise ships are just that's why I don't want to get on a cruise ship is because I know like how much of it's being like outsourced as well. And if something does go wrong, they'll immediately say, well, that wasn't actually us running the ship. That was X running the ship. So I'm just like, fuck that ship. Well, I always wanted to go on an Alaskan cruise, but. Well, that'd be fun. The Alaskan cruise I've heard is really good. My grandparents took that. Um, The one that like I want to go on is run by Norwegian. And that's um, that's the one down to Antarctica. But that one's like a lot of money, and that's probably going to be done when I'm like really old and can afford it. Uh, but I want to do that one. But they they have good reps. Uh, it's just Carnival has a really horrible rep. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, uh, Neil, I'll I'll start working on like the uh, the bikini special, and okay. I'll uh, how many pages do you want me to 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 like aim for? Because that might help. Do you think you could swing six? Oh, I definitely can swing six. If you want okay. more than that, I could probably probably okay, stretch well, it up. Okay, like a lot of people. Yeah. Well, the two the two that I have promised me are going with six, so I'm like, well, okay, six, six seems is like good. Nice, well, if well, you if you think you could do more, so three okay, people well, promised you six, yeah. six, 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 six. Uh, that's not really what I was thinking about, but okay. That works. But, okay, yeah. Well, but I was thinking about you know what like I was thinking about brainstorming some ideas for this because uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's going to be a lot of the the typical beach tropes, you know. Like, uh, one of them says, you know, like, like, uh, can you put like lotion on my back? You know, the yeah. the typical like boner fuel for beach. Oh yeah, episodes. yeah, yeah. Well, and of course, Parker has to get uh, yeah. jealous of the boys and yeah, 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think everything, oh, I already, everything that's already... been pitched to me has has a Dave reference in it, so I'm like, oh, well, I guess Dave's going to be a running gag, so Dave's got to be in there. Well, yeah. well uh, what you I, also what have, I, to I have... have a sink. What? Go ahead. You also have to have a bully kick sand on on the towel and then have. <laughs> well, yeah, Gaussian punches. Well, also a scene where they get there at the beach and all their stuff's there. Of course, they have a ton of stuff because, you know, girls. Um, and then the boys come up and they're like, can I help you carry that? And like, Gaussian's like, no. <laughs> Yeah, she's yeah, she's very kind of sloppy about keeping her her identity a secret. She's like carrying about eighty pounds of shit. Yeah, like, I figured. I figured. <laughs> yeah, like she's like no and carries it. <laughs> but she'd be really nice about it. She's like no, no thanks, and you know, well, yeah. blissfully unaware of the fact that she's carrying about eighty pounds. Yeah, that's what I figured. Like she's totally oblivious to what's going on. Parker's more aware of what's going on, and you know. They're just having a good old time at the beach, and and then uh, I have to come up with a. There has to be like a bully slash trying to get to Dacian, and then yeah, yeah, kicking sand on the beach town. Yeah, I already see his fucking face, and I want to punch it. <laughs> and the, and then Parker has to take a, like a take a uh, take a uh, class and learn to, to kick ass and. <laughs> Well, I mean, the beatnik could show up and, and, like, immediately say, here you go, you don't even have to do any work. But that's not a good idea, because never take anything from the beatnik. Beach towel. I, I'm trying to remember what it was selling, that thing was selling. Body by Atlas! Body by Atlas, yeah. That's it, Body by Atlas. Everyone remembers Body by Atlas. They just don't know what it is, they just remember it. Uh... I'm sorry, I just saw this. I'm I'm not trying to like get off subject, but uh, apparently Adam Sandler was supposed to be in Inglorious Bastards. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, funny people saved us all. Yeah, who 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 was in that? That was like kind of like a surprise cameo. It was uh... Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, wasn't there like one SNL guy that was in there and like nobody saw it coming? It was... oh, I'm yeah, trying to see who played, this guy who played Wayne Campbell. God, what's his name? Um. Wayne Campbell? Yeah, you know. Uh, uh, Mark, Mike, Mike Myers? Yeah, uh, Mike Myers, yeah. Wasn't he in there? Yeah. Or, or I think he it was a different movie. Yeah. yeah, he was in there. Yeah. And it's he, like, he's, uh, who was he playing? He was playing a British guy. Oh, Yeah. That's what he is. He's the he's the British um, mo- movie critic or something, like, who's with Winston Churchill or something like that. Yeah, I remember that. And, it, it, and he actually did a pretty good job. Yeah, General Ed Ed uh, Finach, that was it. Yeah, well, he had to do something to prove he could have cred after the love guru. Yeah, I think he's just waiting for everyone to forget about that. Uh, well, thank you for reminding me of it again. <laughs> oh, my God. The love guru actually, I think, did more damage to Mike Myers' career than... than the last five Adam Sandler movies is Adam Sandler's career. Yeah. Could Adam Sandler get a love guru? Well, Adam, Sand- I think actually Adam Sandler's has sort of fallen out of uh, the the spotlight, but that was probably because like Jack and Jill was everyone hated Jack and Jill. I just I just I just see the trailer. And I'm like, why did he decide to make this? What Jack and Jill? Yeah. 
to make money because it's honestly it was okay. So Carnival Cruises needed um, needed to do some, there was something that occurred like they had one of their incidents. The puke ship did, is the problem. I think it was the puke ship. And then uh, what happened is is they said what we'll do is we'll have a, a media blitz. So they did, and that they did is is they got Jack and Jill made and the chipmunks chipwrecked. Which in each of these movies, there's like a 15 minute long sequence where they show you the ship. And these movies didn't even really need to make money because they were basically paid for by Carnival Cruises. And it was like a combined. It was I think that year Carnival Cruises spent one billion dollars on advertising. And then there was like a lot of people saying, well, you could have put that into repairing your ships and shit. But of course, you know. Advertising is more important. So that's why Jack and Jill was made. Jack and Jill is basically, uh, we need another Adam Sandler film, and Carnival Cruises is looking for a vehicle. That'll work. He likes advertising. But At Adam this Sandler, point, it seems like he, he saw Eddie Murphy's career, and he's like, I can do that. I can do that. Fa- <laughs> <laughs> no, he's like, I can do that faster. Yeah, it's really what this is. is it's just basically... He got addicted to making shitty movies where he would just make a lot of money. Uh, oh, yeah, and he also made You Don't Mess With the Zohan. I forgot about that. That one was actually kind of, sort of, a little bit funny, kind of. It, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. But it definitely was not, like... it. it and it came right off the heels of I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, which I watched on a on a flight, <sighs> which I was just like, oh my fucking Jesus! Like, give me the parachute now! Whoa! Does anyone I hate more than than uh, Adam Sandler at this point? It's that other guy. God, what's his name? The, uh, King of Queens guy? Yeah, the King of Queens guy. I can never re- remember Kevin his name. James? Kevin James. Yeah, I cannot stand him. Yeah, I can't. Like, I, I've never I, seen anything he's in that I like. Mall Cop. I I didn't see that. No one. What's that other that. movie he did with Adam Sandler? It's like Grown Ups. Was was he in Grown Ups? He was in Grown Ups. And then, did you ever see the the Red Letter Media skit where they they were talking about the zookeeper and they thought it was a phony trailer, and then it was like, oh my god, it's a real movie. <laughs> and then they, and then they they're like, well, I'll go first, and then one guy puts a gun in his mouth. <laughs> was this was this half in the bag? Yeah, it was half in the bag. Half in the you bag. Can, you should Movies. seek that out and watch it because it's hilarious. Because they go on for like twenty minutes talking about how funny this phony trailer is, and then they slowly come to the realization like, oh my god, it's a real movie. Well, honestly, it's. Uh... Did you know they almost made a Matrix Four? Uh, yeah. And they're going to bring back Keanu somehow. And yeah. what's her name somehow? Uh, Trinity or whatever the fuck. Don't know how, but they were gonna. <sighs> because magic. That franchise blew its load halfway through the first movie. Well, I mean, it was only supposed to be one movie. I mean, it was seriously yeah. a script, one script written by a woman in 1984. And they made it, finally made it. Because it was in their pile oh. of scripts. A woman who had just recently finished reading Neuromancer, by the way. Exactly. I know. But she's I, I was watching it and I was like, huh, 
this is like Neuromancer in reverse. Actually, to me, what really got me was it, it, it reeked of Dark City. Yeah, it had a little bit of that in there. Um, but I mean, the, the, Neil, you've seen Dark City? No. But I actually reread Neuromancer recently, and I was like, oh, this was in Matrix. And this was in Matrix. And yep. Like, God damn, that, that, that fucking movie ripped off this book. Yep. And then I, and then I, just, lo- I just love how they then said, oh, shit, this movie did well. Oh, shit, we need to make it into a trilogy so we can make more money off of it. And that did not work out at all. Or like, Ava- or like Avatar. Avatar is going to be a trilogy. What I love is one of the one of the sequels is going to take place underwater because James Cameron has a hard on for underwater. Well, duh. I mean, I James Cameron has James Cameron has his own submarine. Yep. I mean, the ripoff is so obvious that they in Neuromancer they actually talk about the Matrix. It's in Neuromancer. I know. And and Transformers. Oh god! But well, that's a different. That's Even Optimus different. Prime told them to return yeah. the Matrix. Yeah. But did you ever see the Matrix Honest trailer? I probably have. Okay. Yes, I oh, have. Yeah. Starring Kung Fu Jesus. Yes, I saw. That. Female Keanu Reeves. Where it all went <laughs> wrong. I'm just like this movie is just such a ripoff, and it's just people standing around expressionless with dumb names and. AOL chat names is what they said. Yeah, AOL chat names. Yep. Stupid looking trench coats that I never thought were cool. It, it it was a it was an okay movie when it came out because it was mostly for the practical special effects that I liked it. But the other two movies, it's obviously they tacked them on and it just and then people who were really into well, people were really into it, and then the movies, the second movies came out, and then suddenly no one was into it because, yeah. well, I'm sorry, you ruined it. You decided to try to make it into a world, and you totally failed. Also, the anime, the 3D animation was utter shit. Yes, like the Dra- Dragon Ball Z fight. Oh. but Time Warner just had horrible 3D animation. I mean. Harry Potter was horrible. It's just that they've always fallen behind. I don't know what it is. I think they're just not willing to pay for it. Or they think they can just get away with it. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Hobbit's supposed to come out on the Hobbit's already fifth. out here. Yeah. It's already, well, it's a tradition here in um, Australia to release them on... Boxing Day, because that's what they did with the Lord of the Rings. Oh. And I'm already seeing people's reactions, and they seem mixed. But then again, there are a lot of mixed reactions with the first one. Like, I know people who utterly hate it, and then, like, people who really liked it. And I really liked that first one. I have issues with the first one. Uh, most people so. I've heard that have issues with it, it's, like, because they added new stuff, or that it's so long. But I actually enjoyed it, uh, because it was I wasn't bored. And, and nowadays, if I'm not bored during a movie, it gets fucking five stars. So the second movie, The Desolation of Smog, I, I assume that means that the, the fight with Smog is going to be in it, you know, where they, he mm. tricks Smog in the cave and then Smog gets hit with the arrow because he's got like one scale that's missing or something. Yeah. Which leads me to believe, which leads me to ask, uh, what the heck is the third movie going to be? The Similarian. I, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's there is stuff that happens after smog goes down, but not that much. 
I mean, there was more stuff that happened after Sauron died than when Smog went down, and they basically, you know, glossed over that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm almost wondering like what the uh, what what they're going to do after this, but oh well, we'll see. I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. If they're well, doing the 48 frame thing again, that'll be pretty cool. But I'll the think, one the one thing the one thing that they're going to really be you know the one thing that they really got to be careful about is the whole thing about how uh, one of the early forms of Sauron could only be defeated by a talking dog. Yes. The same thing is J.R.R. Tolkien died, and his son grabbed all his notes and said, okay, here's a new book. Oh, one of those. Uh, That's the Similarian. Similarian's just all his notes, isn't it? It kind of sort of condensed almost in a story format. Yeah. It's an interesting book in that it has a lot of cool ideas in it, but yeah. Like Sauron being defeated by Scooby-Doo, yes. Okay, so I would have yeah, away I've already, it. I've already, I've already read sort of a, a, a summary, and yeah, they do beat, they do beat. Uh... Oh no, Smaug is not defeated in this one. Oh okay. Uh, there and back again is going. I think is when they're going to do it. This. Oh okay. Because I was going to say it's like what's after Smaug is basically the three sides all get into a big fight and. Yeah, and then, I think like, it's kind of a non-ending after that. Yeah. Oh, Benedict uh, Cabbage Patch is is smile. <laughs> Everyone calls him that. Eggs, <laughs> Eggs Benedict is in it. Yes, Eggs Benedict Cabbage Patch. Um, I don't see how I can have cabbage on an Eggs Benedict. That just spoils the dish. Well, actually, here in Australia, they put they put uh, spinach on the Eggs Benedict. That's more an Eggs Florentine, then, isn't it? Yeah, but they call it Eggs Benedict, and you can also have salmon put on it if you want. Uh, that, 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 now, that's delicious. Smoked that is salmon. pretty good. Yeah, the smoked salmon. The salmon is everywhere here because of Tasmania. They they raise Atlantic salmon down there. It's so good. Come to Tasmania. Come to Tasmania. Uh, I need to get down to Tasmania. Yeah, but Cabbage, pa- Cabbage Patch, if you call him that in front of like the girls who are in love with him, they will screech. I'm but like, he's 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 he, I got, he's not that good. He's not. He's not good at all. And he's he, not, he, I don't, yeah, he I has don't like he's attractive one, at all. He has like one tone in his voice. This is my speaking low voice. Oh oh oh! Have sexy. you not seen Have you not seen Bendy Toots yet? No, but am I am I wrong? Am I wrong? You know, I speak in a really low voice that women find irresistible. So this is my low voice. I am really mad right now and even in my voice. Now I am very playful and happy. This okay. is my low British voice. It's, it's, it's like it's, his Sherlock is terrible. I know it is, but everyone is like, uh, this is ben, this is Bendy Toots. And I, someone I know bought the book. <laughs> Yeah, I think this is the best thing that's ever come out of Sherlock right there. It's not from the show. Well, the show is terrible. It is pretty terrible. I'm sorry, everyone who likes it. It's just crap. I'm sorry. I I mean, to, to to be completely honest, the American Sherlock reboot where they have Lucy Liu as Watson is better. I'm 
I am going to go ahead and say the best Sherlock uh, adaptation in recent history is probably House, and that went to utter shit in the third season. That's um, true, but there is always there's always the Robert Downey Jr. movies that have Stephen Fry as Mycroft. There's no gay sex in there. They are bullshit. There's it's, so much eye sex going on in those movies, and there's no gay sex. Fuck you. It's fucking 2013. I want my fucking Watson and Sherlock action. Sorry. <laughs> You're not even going to give him props for, 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 for Fry as Mycroft? Not even a little bit? If there's some gay sex involving him, sure. He was naked. Okay, that's, that's good enough. Um, but she, I'm wants, just... she wants Sherlock Holmes spitting into his hand a la uh, Brokeback Mountain. Exactly. Well, it's it's just I'm re I'm watching a lot of these movies where they're like, oh hey girls, look, they're so buddy buddy, so much of a bromance, and I'm like, fuck you. It's 2013. It's time to admit that you can have some gay sex in this. It'd be awesome. And if you did that, I'd possibly buy the DVD. But you're not. Well, here so. is the here is a Chinese poster for you. I know. I saw that. I know exactly which one you're talking about. And that was that was on every single Tumblr that that I follow. <laughs> Chinese are awesome. Uh, that's have, literal bromance. Uh, He's adopted. Like, the thing is, is that like, like, come on, do it. Like, okay, it's understandable with like Thor, just because like, yeah, it's kind of a stretch. Uh, they got but, history. Yeah, they've got history, but uh, but like the Sherlock Holmes movies really piss me off because there's a lot of hinting, and then it's like nothing's just happening. Just do it. Yeah, I know. Just just at least a kiss. Just a kiss. I'll be fine with that. Come on, you can just do it, and then I can have my fantasies about everything else. But but you aren't even giving me that. Like the bullshit ending to House where they tell each other they love each other, and then nothing happens. And then, like, and then and then. And then and then Wilson awesome. dies of gay cancer. Yeah. yeah, and then Wilson dies of gay cancer. Fuck you! There you go, Kitty Hawk. Yeah, Thoriel. <laughs> it is sort of funny here in uh, and here in Australia. You see the Foxtel commercials, and Thor shows up at your house, and he's like, "Hi, I have movies," and he comes into your house, and you watch movies with Thor. Starring Thunder from Down Under. <laughs> yeah, this, that, that is a weird thing about here. You actually see a lot of celebrities pushing things on TV because, you know, they're not in America where that's not allowed. So, do you, like, see, lots how, of, do you see a lot of Wolverine? Uh, Wolverine is always doing things like children's reading programs. He's about to do a skin, ca like a skin cancer campaign. He's really into the PSA stuff. Um, and then well, you've that's got cool. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is really awesome. He he's really been pushing Free Comic Book Day here in Australia too. He actually puts out a video every year encouraging everyone to go read and all this other stuff. So it's great. I actually like him cuz he's 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 really taking advantage of the fact that like he's famous and like pushing for like look Australia, we we can do cool things too. Let's be better. So I like him. But then you've got people like Hugh Laurie pushing anti-aging cream. Like, I want my skin to look beautiful. And it's like, 
You're fucking Hugh Laurie. You've always looked like a Muppet. You... <laughs> well, he used to be. He used to be on the uh, on the uh, Black Adder. Yeah, and even then, I don't want my skin to look like Hugh Laurie's. Thank you. Or 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 there's a commercial where Leonardo DiCaprio is threatening you with a watch. He's like got this like Rolex watch on his like knuckles. He's like telling you about how great it is, and it looks like he's threat. It looks like brass knuckles, and he's threatening you. And then there's the one where George Clooney sexily tells you about Nespresso. <laughs> I like my Nespresso. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm glad you like your Nespresso. I know. It's just it's just instant coffee. Well, let me tell you what I do like. I do like this very fine brand of gelato. 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 Yeah, gelato. Fine Italian gelato. Yeah, everyone around here is now selling gelato. It's like the the fancy thing that everyone's into. Macaroons are losing uh, popularity. There's actually a good gelato place near me. They do uh, they do coconut and uh, mango gelato, which I really like. And then Neil. macadamia nut. Neil, say gelato. Gelato. You didn't say it right. Put some feeling in it. Gelato. 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 <laughs> mango. Oh, do you remember that Saturday Night Live skit, skit, The Mango? Yes, that's exactly what I was doing. The Mango. Have The Mango. You cannot have the mango. Yeah, every time I'm eating a mango, I do think about that, which is then, like, I'm like, I just want to eat my mango in peace. <laughs> what I love is is the one that has Garth Brooks in it. Oh, God, that entire episode is just gold, because it was like when he was doing his stupid um, alternate ego. Yeah, actually. Oh, wait, he, was, he was on there twice, and he did it once with his alternate ego, and then once as Garth Brooks. And those are just greatest episodes because they're just Garth Brooks is just so happy. You can just tell he's just so happy to be there, and he's so terrible, but it's great. Well, what I loved about it was uh, was when he in the mango thing, he uh, <laughs> what he did was what he did was he he kept on approaching the mango. He was infatuated with the mango. The mango says, uh, "Sorry, Garth Brooks, I I actually love Chris Gaines." Yep. Yep. And <laughs> do I need to explain this, or do, do you get the joke? Now? Oh, I hope I, it's about it. it. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's my favorite. One of my favorite bits from from Family Guy when uh when the drill sergeant is threatening Brian that he'll have to listen to the whole Chris Gaines album, and then at the end he says, "You also have to listen to the hidden track." And then Stewie's like, "There's a hidden track. Oh, I hope it's a ballad." <laughs> Uh, oh, I'm actually still on the Cumberpatch page, and apparently his Chinese nickname is Curly Foo, because his hair is curly, and Foo is the shortened, is shortened Holmes. So Curly Foo. Okay. Weird. I remember CDs having... Uh, yeah, with bonus tracks. Yeah. And then you were like, oh my god, there's a bonus track! Now it's, Where you just now look at the CD player and see it's still playing. It's like, huh, wonder what's going on here. Yeah. <laughs> well, Secret Song is one of my favorites from that, from like the Homestar album. Secret Song. <laughs> Some, uh, what is it? Something's made of moonbeams. <laughs> well, there's uh, always uh, 
You know, speaking of country singers, there's also, you know, achy breaky heart. Oh god damn. But uh nowadays they don't do they don't do hidden tracks. They now make you buy the album for that track. If you want this track, you're gonna have to buy the album. Fuck you. Yeah, Achy Breaky Heart, whose daughter has like You know what the funny thing is is Cher's Cher's response to that was hilarious. What because was that? Cher's response wasn't you discussed it wasn't wasn't oh she's you know she was a uh, you know she used to be on this show and and children look up to her her response is honey if you don't got the body to do it don't do it yeah and also it also honey have your teeth looked at because they look disgusting that was what Cher's response was I thought that was hilarious because Cher wasn't like a moral point of view thing it was a you know if you don't got the goods don't show them well, like, I watched that thing, and at first I didn't know it was Miley, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, you know, I'm watching the the Vinyl Pants incident, and, I mean, like, I'm all for some crazy-ass shit, but that was just, I don't know what, what the hell was going on, because that's not, like, the kind of performance, it's not performance art, I don't even know what the hell you would call that, because, like, the weird bear face, and then the vinyl what's the, pants. What's with the tongue? I mean, it, it looked like she was having a stroke. It's, it's the the tongue thing. I think is it's like her trying to come up with a look or something. Yeah, I guess that goes back quite a ways because there are pictures of her as the old Miley, like back in the uh, the Hannah Montana days, doing that. Like, I think she's it's always just been her... doing that. Yeah, it's her signature look, and I think the bear thing is supposed to be Mickey Mouse. Yeah, but like I said, so, like I said, Cher's whole response was just based on the fact that it was it, that you know it's done badly. Yeah. Yeah, That's and just, and the thing is, is that those pants are just terrible because like I saw some of those in the store, and ain't nobody's ass looks good in those pants. Uh, her ass was, you know, I I can't like because people were saying, oh, Miley's ass is terrible, and I'm like. You can't judge it from those pants because those pants just make everybody look terrible. Why were they invented? Vinyl, skin-colored vinyl pants. The vinyl frontier. Yeah, well, because like, and then like her, the way her ass was hanging out of it, it was just like, like two hot dogs sort of falling out. (laughs) Oh god. I mean, like, I just was like the entire time I'm trying to think like. Who the hell thought this was a good idea? I mean, if you're if you're doing this because you're trying to is this parody or something like that, I would have said bravo. But th- I know that this was done seriously, so I have no idea. Ah. Uh. So, I guess I'll I'll start thinking about like uh, the bikini special. And then I guess I'm going to get Eight Crazy Nights. Woof. Uh, thank you for reminding me of that. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yes, they are They are going to get, Neil, they are actually making the sequel to Beetlejuice. I told you about that, right? Yeah. Yep, they are. Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian. Yeah. With the plot that's lifted directly from what, Neil? Oh, uh, I've already forgotten. It was... Uh... Well, what happens is Bill just goes to a, an undead resort in Hawaii that's going to be shut down unless he can win a surfing competition. <laughs> sounds like well, sounds like a Batman plot or maybe even Back to the Beach. That's it, Back to the Beach. Yeah. 
which is kind of funny to watch now because that's that's one of those movies that O.J. Simpson is in. <laughs> so like I said, and I, you're like, oh, like I said, I just thought it was so funny because I told you what the plot is, and you're like, that's Back to the Beach. It is Back to the Beach, <laughs> and I'm like, that's the point. That was the entire point of of Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. It's it's yeah. it's Back to the Beach starring Beetlejuice. You know what? That is kind of a forgotten movie, but it's actually a pretty good movie. I love that they were. They even made fun of the fact that Annette was the spokesperson for uh, Skippy Peanut Butter at the time. She opens her cabinet, and there's just like rows of jars of peanut butter in there. <laughs> it was awesome. I mean, it's it's almost as bad as Revenge of the Nerds 2. Oh, God. I don't remember the plots of any of the Revenge of the Nerds movies. Well, the first one was actually pretty good. Yeah. I just remember like little bits and pieces of it, like... You all just got beat by a bunch of goddamn nerds. My favorite <laughs> part is just the end when they start playing We Are the Champions. We are But anyway, what my comic schedule looks like is that uh, for April, I actually have like a whole thing planned out. So cool. basically I'm thinking like, I'm thinking this, this uh, double digest thing is going to run from like early February to like all the way through March. So. If you want, you can take all the way to March to finish it. It doesn't matter. So I can just I can pad things out any way I want to. So yeah. Well, cool. I'll get to work on it, and I'll okay. I'll show you the uh, storyboards. I'll I'll do them a lot more detailed than I usually do them, okay. uh, so that I can show them to you. Okay. Um, yeah. So. All right. I well, might what? pitch some ideas. I said uh, while you're doing that, I might pitch some ideas to throw in there as well. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely do that because yeah. that will that will definitely help. Um, well, cool. Um, I will keep talking with you, Neil, about uh, okay. bikini party, and um, right. and I will watch eight crazy nights. And thank you so much for having me. And I'll be back next week. All right. Good night. All right. Okay. Night. Good night.